da 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 Welcome to What's on Tap! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Podcast Phone. For a funny podcast, press 1. For an unfunny podcast, press 2. Wink. For What's on Tap, press 3. So you press 3. <laughs> That's a really good voice. Too. Welcome really to is. What's on Tap. Take it away, Jessica. Yeah. Hello. I feel like you already started it. I'm going to keep that in, by the way. <laughs> totally keeping that in. I'm Jessica. I'm Gabby. I'm Michael. And I'm Darren. Yay, Quad Pod's back. Gabby and I were so depressed, and you can tell when listening to our podcast. <laughs> I actually didn't listen to the last podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't listen to it. I don't think anybody else did either. It's really inspiring. You can tell we were depressed. Yeah, I did make fun of you. Yeah. And then... To be fair, like... My nose is like out of It happens every once in a while. No, no, yeah. this isn't when you had allergies. It wasn't when. Wait, oh yeah, it was. Just kidding. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean want, to call like, you a liar. I didn't want the listeners to hear. <laughs> like three, two seconds. Yeah. How does the body produce all that snot? It like it sounds to me. All the dairy, you know? It just converts the Coca Cola that you drink. It was so bad that like my nose started peeling because of the Kleenex, like oh. rubbing it raw. Yeah. So I look like a snake, like, or Lord Voldemort. Puffs with lotion. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that really works or not. But. And then Darren was just like, nah, forget you guys. I got real work. <laughs> and then he, like, dropped the mic and just knocked it over the table. Oh, oh, how is everybody saying? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. You just totally... Like, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, like, pulled a Master Uguay. From Kung Fu Panda, where he's like, and he just doesn't. No, you don't. No. Never watched it. I feel like you guys never know my references at all, and then I just feel like an idiot. You're too hip for us. No, that's uh, that's Josh's uh, avatar. On the yeah, mm-hmm. he would know. Yeah. So when Josh is listening, he can comment. For me, be like, ah. About, I just like to not respond to the <laughs> Just leave me hanging. Make you backpedal and get uncomfortable. I am. No, I feel awkward. All right, how's everybody's week? Let's go around the table. Darren. <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, that last week, the end of last week and last weekend, I was actually up in Seattle uh, for my birthday. So happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I was just hanging out with old friends. A couple of friends from San Francisco came up with me. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm well liked. <laughs> People travel for me. So, yeah. It actually wasn't my idea. It was my friend's idea. I wanted to take a trip somewhere. So I said, hey, do you want to go for your birthday up to Seattle? I was like, oh, sure. That sounds great. Um, so it's just a lot of eating and walking around and you know, playing tourists in my old hometown. So it was, uh, it was good. It's a nice change of pace. Nice. Did you show them, like, your old elementary school? <laughs> this is no. where little Darren was. Yeah. No. Uh, no, no, I just showed them the, the you know, more recent history and the persona that I've created for myself. Uh, <laughs> were you always, like, six foot eight, <laughs> Darren? <laughs> Even as a child? And he always had that voice. Yeah. <laughs> so in preschool. Excuse uh, me, teacher. I was a little bit shorter, but the voice is pretty much about the same size. Oh. <laughs> Age five, so... I'm still waiting for to go through puberty so my voice can sound like a normal adult's voice. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even remember what I did for the weekend. Oh, I thought you were going to be yeah. like, I don't remember what I did in preschool. I'm like, I don't 
think I, I do remember what I did in preschool. Movies, right? Yeah, I did watch a bunch of Yeah, I I have a problem where I found a movie theater that has a Cinnabon and a Panda Express inside. That's, that's like yeah, it's no like next to it. Oh. it's like a Bart stop away. <laughs> And it's been, like, destroying my life. Like, I go, like, every weekend. Maybe even, like, twice a weekend. Um, and, yeah, it's not good. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really talk, want to talk about those movies because they're terrible and don't recommend them. Wait, which one? I don't want to say <laughs> quick, quick hits of what you are advocating people not see. Oh, man. Like, you know what? Everyone should just go and watch John Wick 2. If, uh, <laughs> but, but don't watch it if you don't like guns. Or Dogwick, yeah, as Dog Darren Wick, recommended. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I got to the movie theater a little too early, like, a couple weeks ago, and I watched A Dog's Purpose, and, um... A Dog's Purpose. Do they die? Uh, so, I'm so tired of those movies, where it's no, like, look okay. at this awesome dog, dude! The premise of the movie is this dog gets reincarnated <laughs> after it dies, and it's about, like, the multiple different They say owners. I was born a dog. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, the dog dies, and the first character is, like, a little boy, but then at the end, when it's reincarnated, it's... Wait, the first character that the dog is with, or the first yeah. character that the dog is reincarnated as? Uh, no, the first, the first boy that is the owner of the dog, and at the end you find out that the the owner is a grumpy old man, and he gets a new dog, and it's the same dog, and it's the same guy, and he's just older now, and and, and uh, the movie's really bad. Um, well, the grumpy old man what? is the little boy. <laughs> yeah, the movie's really bad. Don't watch it. It sounds um, really nice though. It does. I, but it's like, is it a cartoon? Is it like no, up? No, it's live action. Oh. But I feel like, like it'd be a lot better if it was like up. It's, it's manufactured, like yeah, to make you cry. A little boy with a dog. Yeah. Dog dies. Mm-hmm. Inspires the boy to become John Wick. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's old. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, dog is reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really weird to watch. I, I don't, I can't think of why I watched it alone in a, in a crowded movie theater, like, sobbing in my chair, knowing that it's like, oh, this movie is so artificial and manufactured to make me cry, and I understand all, like, the mechanics that they have implemented. Why did they friend. do that? I don't know, but I, I couldn't help it. I had to, like, <laughs> get it out. Like, it like so I'm so never hard. attracted to those movies where, like, yeah. or even that one with uh, the dog that, I don't know if he was a police dog or a military dog. Airbud. Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> Not Airbud. It came out like a year or two ago. I hate you guys. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I hate I hate the movies where they're like, oh, cute dog. That's what the movie revolves around. Yeah. I'm like, they're gonna die. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going over there. Yeah, what did you do this week? Uh, and last weekend. What did, what did I do? I didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so I started watching Community because I was telling Darren how I'd never watched Community, and then he sent me a funny video clip, and so I started watching. I got like two episodes in, and then my friend and I started. You guys are going to totally judge me. I watched A Dog's Purpose alone. So <laughs> that's that's true. That's judge. true. This is kind of just as bad, though. Oh, yeah? So my friend and I were talking about Degrassi, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that since I was young. So I started watching that again, and I was like, oh, this is really terrible, and I'm laughing at all the hey, emotional parts. No, it's like, it's great. Drake is great. But it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like cringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's awkward. That's weird. Uh, so yeah, that was my weekend along with uh, translating. So when you're watching Degrassi again, this is something that I saw like a couple years ago. But it's very apparent that they're Canadian. They're not a boot. Um, yeah, they're not American. But when yeah. I was watching as a kid, it, it didn't occur to me that they're. Or get yeah, out, yeah. a boot, get out. Yeah, I, I pay attention to more yeah. to that now than I did before. I was like, so what I do you apologize mean, to all our Canadian listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, get out of here. Yeah. 
it. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> you can make fun of me. The Canadian listeners have put up with American accents for, uh, for many, many years. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of boots. I do want to try the Canadian staple of ketchup chips, though. That oh. is the one thing. They're great. Ketchup chips? Yeah, ketchup chips. Yeah. What are ketchup chips? They're just... Chips that are it's like ketchup, ketchup flavored. flavored. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That sounds terrible. I'm it's not a... basically a French fry that's infused with ketchup already. That's weird, though. But electric nacho, nacho cheese is yeah. totally yeah. fine. Wait, did you see? Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, don't you don't you dare judge. Lay's opened cheese. it up so that uh, the internet could name their next products, which is always a mistake. And the first place for a while was Dorito flavored Lay's. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How do they uh, respond to that? I don't know. I just saw that. I thought that was so great. Are they separate companies? Is that all free to lay? Or is oh, I have no idea. I just thought it was funny. If it's the same parent company, yeah. they, they make that. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Mm. Gabby. Yeah, how do we can? Oh, I don't remember. Did you talk about your aquarium house? Oh, yeah. Oh, your yeah. quarantined house? Yeah, I don't. It's still there. Like. On Saturday morning, I was waking up. It's like kind of bright outside, and then suddenly we hear like this like noise. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know how to. Like, For the listeners it. at home, Debbie is wildly gesticulating. It's like shush 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 shush. Imagine the hand motion that goes along with. So she's not in charge of creating the sound effects in the comics. <laughs> shush, uh, shush, it was really scary because suddenly, like, the window got covered by this blue tarp, and then. Mm-hmm. With the light filtering <laughs> through, everything was just blue, like we were in an aquarium or something. Or like in that one song by Eiffel 65. <laughs> I was thinking it's like, like E.T., like your house is getting blown. Yeah. I was thinking of Mr. Shark and Miss Butterfly. Yeah. The blue background. Does. And then just like you and your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? I don't know. I still don't know why they put it over our windows. <laughs> Somebody was just, just a jerk. He was like, they were the only ones left in the building. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I did anything interesting this weekend. That was the highlight. Really? Just being trapped? Was, so you just, like, didn't move from that cool. spot? I've gotten used to it. So when it leaves, like, I'll be You're like a sad. goldfish. <laughs> You're like, oh, they put me in the small tank. You know, first it was kind of small, but I got used to it. It's like okay. a microcosm of what's happening nationally, politically, just normalizing abnormal <laughs> <laughs> <Not normal. laughs> things. It's like, oh, I'm kind of, kind of used to the dome now. <laughs> inside, the, inside the dome isn't so bad. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> I think our goal should be to try to do something exciting this weekend, then. So we have something to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, we can rescue yeah. Gabby from the, <laughs> yeah, sure. from the plastic wrap. Yeah. Well, do we have plans? No. No? Really. I I'm just like, have one, I'm but it's, it's, not as, it's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? Uh, Get Out, maybe. Get oh, out. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I want to watch that. I saw the little advertisements on Instagram. Well, that was Batman. the first time I was like, oh, yeah. it looks good. Lego Batman. I watch oh, Batman yeah, that Batman. looks cute, too. But it's kind of weird. It's like I'm a full-grown adult, and I can't really watch a children's movie alone, because it's just weird, you know? <laughs> I mean... Take it, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a little creepy. <laughs> so he's just gonna grab a random kid. That's yeah, even worse. Kid. <laughs> it's cool. It's like I'll buy you Cinnabons. Appreciate it. Yeah, what? Maybe he's like, I'm not, I never go to movies. Really? After he gets kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> 
So Gabby was that kid. Not look that threatening though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, or actually, I, uh, maybe the 50, kid's gonna yeah, kidnap you, Michael. Fifty sorry. Shades Darker. I might go watch. Okay, that. don't take a kid to see that. Yeah, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very romantic film. <laughs> <laughs> so, a series ended recently. A series did end recently. Um, it's called Finding Molly from Emmett Comics. It ran for 26 episodes, and uh, I was right about to say, for those that don't know, <laughs> like, dang it. Um, it was originally like a uh, physical bound book that we adapted uh, with the help of Clarissa um, to make it into more of a mobile-friendly reading experience, and it was a, quite a learning experience for us, too, of figuring out how an issue breaks down in terms of story beat and how we can break it down into more bite-sized pieces that fits more of our uh, the model for our app. And uh, one of the rare occasions of, of a webcomic coming to an end, um, instead of going on indefinite hiatus, you know, <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about Finding Molly. And uh, some of you have read it, and maybe we can we start with Gabby's opinions <laughs> on the webcomic, Finding Molly. Well, I mean, it's a really fun story, and mm. I feel like a lot of the points that they hit in it about, like, young people and also art mm. are really relatable. Yeah. Um, I related to it more of her being Hispanic. Oh, okay. I thought that yeah. was really cool. Um, and then just, like, how her family actually reminded me so much of my parents. So that resonated with me. Like, how her mom, how they're always, like, trying to marry her off. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do struggle with that with my parents. Um, and then just, like, their sense of humor. And, like, once you're grown up, they're kind of like, all right, you're going to get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the young artist, Hispanic family. Michael, how did you relate to Finding Molly? Well, for those that don't know... <laughs> <laughs> I, too, am a young... Uh, <laughs> um, Finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, HR needs to document that. <laughs> um, I think what's really relatable in Finding Molly is that uh, Molly is a person who, you know, aspires to make art, you know, with a capital A, like something that's very true and honest. And uh, she's confronted with uh, the reality of needing to pay rent <laughs> making a living and maybe that comes uh, at the cost of like having to do commercial art and whether that there's any validity in that and I think uh, when I was in college I wanted to write like the next great American novel just like every other English major <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a job working more in editorial and sort of like finding uh, uh, out that I was really good at it and I really enjoyed it and uh, I have yet to write the next great American novel <laughs> so uh, I think uh the story of my life is kind of like finding Michael instead of finding Molly. <laughs> finding Michael. <laughs> yeah. um, you know. The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the editorial role, you've mm. been able to at least tell other people that they have not written a great American novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it helps me sleep at night, uh, for sure. Uh, but what was really interesting is that um, if you Google finding Molly, I told this joke earlier, uh, you find a picture of Finding Dory, but it's a parody, and they're all drugged out, because Molly is a euphemism <laughs> for a drug. Uh, oh, they mentioned that in the comic. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. that humor. Yeah. Exactly. We're going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning yeah. of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't try Molly. Uh, <laughs> younger, younger listeners at home mm -hmm. are those sensitive to discussions about yeah. illegal drug use. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's interesting is that it tells a complete story in six issues, which is... Um, 
or six six issues, physical issues that are broken down to twenty six episodes, uh, that you know really uh, does an interesting way of describing who Molly is. Like, of course, the title is Finding Molly, so we want to discover who this person is, and the way that the the story really accomplishes that is by introducing characters uh, that are sort of like foils for her. So, you know, in comics, what's really important is that on a blank page, you can do whatever you want, right? Like an artist can put a spaceship in the background for no apparent reason, like in Juju's <laughs> Diary. Like there's always this, there's like a superhero in the background for no reason, right? Uh, so uh, basically you have to utilize in comics um, foils and things to contrast in order to talk more about uh, your main character by showing, uh, let's see, let me rephrase that. You find out about Molly by learning about what she's not. You know, and that's just as important as what she is. Um, and some of the ways that they do that is by, you know, her best friend, Sarah, with two H's. I don't know why they spell it that way. But uh, Sarah, with two H's, is like her best friend. And uh, all her friends went to art the same art school. And Sarah ends up working at uh, a mobile gaming company as, like, a, a designer. And Molly sort of sees that as her, like, mercenary work. And that's not what Molly wants to do. Um, but Sarah's, like, very happy with what she does. And then there's... Uh, Sarah's sort of on and on again, off again romance with Rome, who's like this pseudo Banksy <laughs> street artist, but also um, has to work as a web designer to pay the bills. And then finally, there's Matteo, like Molly's love interest, who is what I would like to call like a pure artist, where it's never clearly defined what he actually does <laughs> in the story, but he's doing art and everyone respects him for it. So it kind of seems like he's doing like art with a capital A, where it's like no compromises, uh, not commercial art. It's like something for him. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Or and, selling drugs. No, it's true though. I mean, uh, who <laughs> Don't was it? sell drugs. Wasn't Sarah in the comic is actually from like is like kind of like well off, like yeah, she well is. off. And so Molly, you yeah, for that extra age. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Molly, uh, you know, her parents seem like. Working class. Yeah, working class, yeah, like so she can't class. really afford that. And she also went to art school. I mean, come on, that costs an arm and a leg. Um, but what really threw me off is, like, she gets a, an apartment by herself, and she has to pay, like, $600. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they yeah, said that was expensive. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I <laughs> wish. <laughs> what I wouldn't yeah. give. But, yeah, I thought that, that was really interesting, that, that we learned more about Molly through these three other characters that are all pursuing uh, careers in art that don't exactly align with what Molly wants, but then maybe Molly has to sacrifice a little bit in order to chase her dreams. And she gets a job at this place called, what was it called? Uh, the Sauce. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it was like a parody of, like, BuzzFeed. I think, <laughs> or, yeah. So, so. yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's a really, really good way to, to tell a story. Um, it's a character study done in 26 episodes. Like, that's insane. And I think at the end, you really do find out who Molly is and, like, what she desires and what she defines as, you know, what, what real art is and, and why that's meaningful to her. And it has a ton of cats in it. It does. Yeah. Kitties. Yeah, they get really cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of cats. And, uh, yeah. I found out we have the same last name. Well, oh, she, yeah. yeah, she's Sanchez something else. I forgot. I just saw Sanchez. Oh, yeah, it's a hyphenated, like, oh! yeah, hyphenated last name. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're related, even though you're not real. She could be real. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Molly and all of this. Not the drug, but, you know. Not the drug. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so have you guys? Yeah, Sorry, sounds like ahead. a really cool story. It's something mm -hmm. that's particularly relevant to yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot Absolutely. of readers on top mm -hmm. of this, and uh, probably a lot of the readers as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, she has a webcomic 
in the actual comic, which is like super meta, about <laughs> cats. And like, yeah, part of the story is about how she's growing that readership. Um, yeah. Wait, so have you guys done any like odd jobs or anything? I was going to ask if she published the cat comic. No. No, uh, what's interesting is that they show the monitor of the blog and they blur out the URL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that should be the spinoff, actually. Yeah, cat-centric blog. Yeah. Oh, and I just asked if you guys have any odd jobs or have done any mm. random gigs my after or during college. Yeah, actually my first odd job was super odd and it actually allowed me to get into comics <laughs> in a weird way. So in high school, um, I was, I'm not going to disclose how old I was because I wasn't old enough to work, but um, <laughs> I had a part-time job shredding paper. What? Uh, there was a company that asked me to shred and dispose of paper. How much did you paper. get paid? Uh, this was back in, let's see, uh, in the early 2000s, and I was getting paid $23 an hour, which is insane. What? Yeah. And I would only work like two hours a day, like twice a week. But it was, like, good Still. money for, like, a high schooler. And I, I would just show up, shred paper, and take it to the local dump and get rid of it. And I did that for, like, half a year. And I bought a ton of comics that way. And that's actually how I got into comics. <laughs> like, email and, like, financial transactions and stuff for the mob. Uh, I know. That's what I was so going to say. I did this for half a year. And then I told my parents about it. Because my parents were wondering <laughs> how I was able to afford comics and magic cards without ever having to ask them. Uh, for money. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, my dad thought I was selling drugs, um, which is crazy. Wait, um, did he approach you like that? Like, yeah, he was. They had assumed that I was doing something very. I I was doing something illegal. Yeah, shredding documents <laughs> yeah. for someone who's probably selling drugs. Yeah, <laughs> um, and my dad like freaked out about it. And uh, one day I showed up to work, and the, the the company was gone. They all cleared out, and that's how. <laughs> oh my uh, God. That's how I lost my job, my first odd uh, job. So you just walked there and you're just like, oh. Yeah, they're just gone. I guess totally not. Empty. Yeah. So do you Jeez. put that on your resume? <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately. There's no one to like... Here's the reference yeah. number. <laughs> there's like no one to cooperate this. Because I was paid in cash. Friends and family and yeah. uh, podcast listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, though. I was riding my bike and this guy was like, do you want a part-time job? And I hadn't even solicited it. <laughs> <laughs> So That's that. creepy. Yeah. yeah, for half a year. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't be here without them. So I, I have to, I have to thank them from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. For, uh... how, how did this get you into comics? Uh, so it, it was located <laughs> right next to a comic book store, oh. and I didn't have a lot of friends at that age. And uh, I always thought it was really cool that they're like thirty-four-year-old dudes and in the comic shop, and they're all chummy. I was like, oh, I want to be like them when I grow up. This is and... why you think it's a good idea to invite kids. So, so yeah, now I'm closer in age to yeah. the people I idolize. Yeah, and they they would read uh, these really bad comics like uh, Young Blood, and you know they would be like super roided out dudes with guns with that shoot out shell casings and laser beams, and it made no sense. So. I, I may have had a yeah. English comics phase. Yeah, like, while absolutely. Cats, yeah, Young Blood. That was great. Um, so yeah, that's how I got into comics. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Um, well, when I was younger, I worked at my parents' restaurant, but also uh, in high school, there, uh, the class, um, or the class was told that um, there was a competition for the newspaper to write a monthly column mm. called the North State Voices, and uh, I entered the contest and I won, so I got to 
write alongside three other writers who were mm-hmm. way older than me. I was like 15 years old or something. That must have been And we got paid like $50 a column or something like that each Whoa. month. Which, you know, isn't a lot for a month. But like for a high schooler, I was published in the newspaper. I could write whatever I wanted. It's really cool. Huh. What about you, Darren? No? <laughs> really? Uh, what did I do? Before I was old enough to get a job, I used to... Shred paper? <laughs> I, did, I did this, I feel like, pretty typical stuff, like yard work, yeah. and uh, I did, like, washing and detailing cars yeah. for neighbors and you know, family friends and stuff like that. Wow. Um, lemonade stand? No, I did the lemonade stand. No lemonade stand that I remember. Um, yeah, after that... I didn't really work very much in high school, so it was before high school, and then uh, during college, I was working in an office on campus, and uh, had a, like a management internship at Target, <laughs> so that was interesting, so I had to do all of the different jobs at Target for like a week, so cashier, and stocking shelves, and working in the security office, like watching everyone on the cameras that was really cool um what about the <laughs> watching the everybody on the camera yeah. but for like spotting people that were acting shady and like putting stuff in their bag and then Wait, tracking so them you... and recording them and, yeah, what and happens having the security you like he gets to, to play god with the microphone he's like put that toilet paper <laughs> down <laughs> also i don't think i'm giving anything away or, yeah. or you know showing the vulnerabilities of security at places like target and best buy mm-hmm. and walmart and these places but um, for the most part, at least the target, my understanding is for other stores like this as well, um, the staff and security are really not allowed to like chase people outside oh. of the store. Wait, so you just watch it happen? <laughs> so, well, so what they do is either try to you know head them off and keep them from leaving the store, mm-hmm. um, and you know call the the local. Mm. Paul police, whatever, to, yeah. to be kind of ready. <laughs> Paul Boring. Either right outside the door yeah. or. No, this is. <laughs> not mall cops. These are real police officers that just happen to be. <laughs> There's like one or two for the whole for the whole property. Talking smack about Paul Bort. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they could be there to you know, catch the arrest person if we had video or if one of the employees actually witnessed them doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if you make it outside of the store, they won't like follow you and tackle you in the parking lot or anything because what? So you yeah, just gotta do a dead about, sprint. I think they're worried about getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you can make it outside and the cops aren't waiting outside, I think you can get away with it. But they probably have you on video. Yeah. Uh, so if you you know go into the store again. Oh man, facial recognition. And the yeah. guy in the back's like, oh shit, it's Jason Bourne. Mission <laughs> <laughs> Impossible or Jason Bourne yeah. style facial recognition. I think it's just, you know, a, the, a printed out photo <laughs> on the like show. The, the lady or the dude sitting in the yeah. office is like, hey, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him around the stores on the cameras. Was this a target that had the built-in Pizza Hut Starbucks? Uh, this Did, was one this was kind of one of the older ones right before that wave of Mm-hmm. Remodeling, so there were new stores that were fancy and had more grocery stuff. And yeah, had a little fast food in front, um, and then the older ones that didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they kind of upgraded and remodeled a lot of the older ones. 
but uh, ours was in transition. Do you time. still have your Target t-shirt? Uh, so there was no, I didn't get a t-shirt <laughs> from Target. I had what, to no buy, uniform? There, well, there was, but I had to buy khaki pants and red polo shirts. What? Yeah. Wait, they don't have like a standard Target? I don't no. like, think polo? so, no. no I you can see they, people like wear the colors. Oh. Yeah, I think they have some company uh-huh. merch, but yeah. for the most part, the regular employees that you see day to day. At least when I was there, had to everyone had to provide their own wow. outfit, and it was just a, kind of a <coughs> narrow range of, you know, these, mm-hmm. like, has to be vaguely this shade of red, yeah. and, like, you know, khaki pants. I think this is our adventure for the weekend. We all get khaki pants and red polos and <laughs> just walk into the security room. And, yeah. <laughs> just put a little, like, USB cord in your ear. Yeah. I mean, Darren knows what he's doing, right? <laughs> I'm sure things have changed. So we're all going to walk in and infiltrate a Target? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many years ago did you get those? <laughs> oh, man. A lot I mean, it was hard to tell that the shirts were red and the pants were khaki because it was all in black and white at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then after that, it was mostly just, yeah, just office jobs. I sold out oh. real quick. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with uh, an you know, aspiring capital A artist mm. uh, about art versus design, and I was talking about you know, design having a lot of creative and artistic elements, and a lot of the same uh, <coughs> skills are involved depending on the type of art you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main difference is that you're usually doing, like design is usually problem solving or creating something for someone else's needs. Yeah. Um, so, like, understanding a uh, problem or a project or another person or a group of people, uh, like, making apps and dashboard and website, um, for someone who's not necessarily the same as you, mm-hmm. uh, getting inside their headspace and trying to solve those problems. And a lot of that might involve some art, but mm-hmm. uh, her argument was that anything that wasn't you know, pure art for yourself yeah. Was uh, it's not real. I was selling out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that gray haired girl in Finding Molly. Oh, yeah. It was a friend of a friend. It's like, I just met you. This is getting so intense. And you're so, <laughs> so passionate <laughs> about kind of dumping on anyone who's doing anything artistic that's not just yeah. Uh, yeah, for themselves. It's because it's she lacked empathy. She, she was not a designer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm so caught up on the idea of us infiltrating the security room, though, and being able to, like, get on the intercom and saying, like, working at Target and saying, like, Target acquired. <laughs> I think it'd be so worth it. <laughs> I'm really hung up on this idea. I had a bunch of odd jobs. So yeah. I was a kid, like, like you, doing the yard work, helping people move, selling lemonade, um, or, like, in college, I always, like, would house sit or dog sit, so, you were yeah, Molly. yeah, I was, I was Molly, um, or what else have I done? Oh, eh, ah, well, yeah, I did a lot of, I did a lot of stuff. I would find gigs on Craigslist and mm-hmm. just, like, go ham, and surprisingly haven't got scammed to this day, so, I mean, I stopped. I sold out, too. So go ham, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the title of the podcast. Uh, so yeah, go read Finding Molly. Um, it's 
completed. And that was always on tap. Bye! I think the episode should be called Odd Jobs. <laughs> Hand jobs. Hand jobs. Hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs>